Hey, and welcome back to the Blue Collar Off-Road Podcast, episode 15. I'm here today with Luke, Cody, and Curtis, actually. Not Richie, as usual. He was busy, so we brought Curtis in. And we're just sort of going to shoot the shit today. I mean, I know we've we got King of Hammers is done. Uh, we were talking before we started this. We've all been really bad, and, and none of us have really been following it. We've all been busy over the weekend with snow and such and other things happening so um mm. <laughs> yeah uh it's been a stressful week but yeah it's good to have curtis back on this should be entertaining as fuck was last time yeah glad Luke. to be back guys thanks for inviting me back on here yeah, no it wasn't my choice you begged so we just figured you know <laughs> we'll let the guy back on <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> Oh, yeah. well, thank you for finally listening to my bags. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, last, last episode was, it was awesome. I mean, we didn't even have to really think about what we were talking about. It was just like diarrhea of the mouth that sounded good. So we figured, you know, we might as well. You're the best of the best here. So it's I'm the best on. of the best. Yeah, you're pretty dang good, dude. I mean, geez. And now we're blowing smoke up his ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go from begging to be back on to blowing smoke in fucking what? Two point five seconds? Yeah, that's you would be a you fucking gotta... thought if you were a chick. Ooh. Me? Or him? Yeah, you. Oh yeah. Hey, I'm down for it. <laughs> I'm trying to get free traps, man. Leave me alone. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> oh. That stings a little. That was fucking perfect. Hey, last time we talked about it, I said I'd suck dick for trust for free, so I mean, shit, yeah, might as well. At this I point. guess you're right. I forgot about that. Uh, so, so what's new, man? What's what's going on? Oh, uh, not much. Just been hanging out. We have a lot of snow here too. I think we've gotten like over 24 inches in the past three days, three four days now. So I've been dealing with that a lot, like you guys said at the start of the show. Nice, nice. Yeah, uh, so no snow wheeling then. You don't seem like uh, snow is your time to go have fun. Um, or is the rig just exploded? Oh, that one hurts. That one hurts. But yeah, the rig's taken apart at the moment. I had to pull a transfer case because there's just a whole mess of issues that I have neglected for majority of the season just because I wanted to wheel. But I feel now here that. I am having to fix all of them before and- I go on a trip. It's real easy to take jabs when you're also on jack stands, and you've been yeah. on jack stands longer. So, Oof. well, Graham hasn't even had his rig for a month, so can he yeah, even laugh? Uh, I mean, <laughs> I, I got back. I got back at it yesterday. Was it yesterday or was it two days yeah. ago? Uh, Saturday. It was Saturday. It was Saturday. Yeah. So two days ago, I got back at it, and I we we were talking in Collins' driveway for a little bit, and then you know he said something like, "Oh, this is exactly what my parents didn't want me to do. They didn't want." like us idling in the driveway just talking so i was like okay i'm gone i hit it and punched it out and i forgot oh, on, how fucking on. before he floored it like i mean went through four gears full throttle and me, <laughs> me and Colin are looking we're like i think that's worse than idling but we're like all right well bye graham <laughs> <laughs> he just looks at me he goes please don't do that as you leave i'm like I won't. Bye, Graham. Oh, See you okay. later. <laughs> Sorry, Colin. I didn't realize it was that late. That's no, okay. I just, uh, I, yeah, I, I, so I, <laughs> <laughs> but I forgot how twitchy the fucker was, so I went and, like, I sort of overcompensated a little bit because of, uh, just, I'm used to driving the Chevy and now the, you know, the J20, which is just 
barely has power steering, so it was kind of strange. You got a grip. I'm excited to have back. it back. You got to put your foot against the door and use it to use your body and steer it. <laughs> no, I mean it has power steering, but the the Cherokees is so twitchy, right? I can like have my hand uh, braced against the window basically, and just like baby movements, and it'll like not turn the wheel a ton, but like it just drives different. It's hard to explain. Yeah, with mine, I rest my, like, elbow on the door, and then I just drive with, like, my wrist and moving my arm barely. It doesn't take a lot to keep it going down the road straight. Yep. I just grab a stick and touch it against the steering wheel and just turn it each way, whatever way I want to go. <laughs> well, you got that there, fancy hydraulic assist. No, I oh, got that no, full hydro. You don't need that, so, okay? Like I can, I can steer with a steering is great. I promise you. You know, until it gets bound up. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose I should clarify that by hydraulic Ice. assist, I meant like the fluids doing all the work. Gotcha. Uh, well, hydro I'm assist sorry. is the real thing, though. Yeah, well, it's a beer with, and we're starting with thing. a beer, so you know. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Wait, what's the difference? You just lost me there. What do you mean hydrolysis is compared to not real? What? I'm confused. Well, they're both in one hydraulic is doing more than assisting. And in one, it, it is helping a lot. Yeah. Oh, OK. So I see what you mean. So your mechanic. I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. So you still have a mechanical linkage. It's just going at it's limited by the mechanical linkage, right? If it's full yeah. hydro, it's just like, you know, full nuts. Yeah. Oh, okay. I miss. Yeah, my bad. I miss. I misunderstood what you were talking about. I thought you were saying like in a mechanical situation using a ram, you would at that point not need. Like I don't know. I was confused. Sorry. <laughs> I know we you, talk- you lost me there. I know we were talking about this a lot on the last episode with Curtis, but I'm almost. I want hydro, but I don't want the problems of hydro, like not having a mechanical linkage to the box. I don't know. I'm fucking there is, there is ways around that too. There um there are some Ultra Four guys that use a RAM like I have, but then also use it use it off of a box because when you have the pressure that you can get from the RAM or from the box in that bigger RAM, you're able to get a lot more um a lot more assist out of it, I guess you could say. And you could still have your mechanical linkage. Yeah, I've backup. seen that. It's cool as shit, just that just, I don't think is going to be in this rig's budget. No, so, I, in a perfect world, would you rather mount your um, hydro assist to your axle or the uh, the uh, diff cover? Because I've seen it in multiple different applications on many different rigs for a hydro assist. I mean, what's perfect? I guess. I don't, I, don't, I don't know. I always thought that it was really risky having it on something that was bolted on. I realized that most diff covers have a lot of bolts. But that's still a potential lot of pressure right on all of those bolts. And it's like a side-to-side movement. So it could, if over time, it could yeah, pop just gonna your fuck up your seal, seal. Yeah. And then it drains everywhere. No problems with that. Or I mean, you I'm, do it I'm, once and you rip all the bolts out and then you're well, dead on the trip. I set the mm-hmm. bolts in with the Ooga Dooga machine, so they were nice and happy. And when I took it apart, I had to use the Ooga Dooga machine, so everything was good there. I had zero issues with it being mounted to the diff cover at all. 
Um, if I were going to run the hydro itself, like if I were using a hydraulic ram instead, I would definitely do like a tube clamp and make a like um, skid plate that would go to the axle to tie the diff cover in. But uh, for assist, I don't have a problem with it. Yeah, I sort of agree with Curtis. I'd say if you could mount it on the tube, mount it on the tube, just because then you don't have to deal with it. Shearing bolts or breaking your diff cover seal and puking all your gear oil everywhere. But if I had like, crossover I, steering, I would have. It, I oh, that's feel right. Like there's enough bolts there that it shouldn't, but there's still the chance that it could does that make sense yeah and i don't, I I don't like having that little bit of a chance that something could happen like that yeah yeah i i mean i can understand where you're coming from i'm just replacing the bolts with another set of grade eights uh this season because the lower ones got ground away to the point where there was no head on uh two of the bolts but otherwise everything else was perfectly tight no issues Okay, now, kind of changing topics a slight bit, but it's something that I find pretty interesting. Now, I've seen uh, horizontal trusses on 14 bolts over the cover. How the fuck does that work? Um, so they've got, like, bolts that just go through the uh, backbone on the truss, if you will, and the cover slides over them most of the time. Oh, no shit. Okay, well, that makes sense. Or yeah. there's enough room in there, enough of a gap that you can pop the cover back enough. Because, I mean, it doesn't take two. I think my ring gear might stick out like two inches past. So I only need like two inches to pull a diff cover back to drop it. Because once you get it down, you can slide it like underneath almost. Mm -hmm. I, can, I feel like that's how that would be. Or like Luke said, where it's all bolted together, you can pop it apart. Mm -hmm. Cool. Cool. Okay. So that's usually something people do with nine inches, not yeah bolts or anything like that. Like <laughs> or like a Toyota where that has the front section that actually pops out, yeah. right? My yeah. front axle on the ram mount, it actually has a plate that's bolted in that I have to undo to be able to pull a diff cover out. And I mean that thing like literally covers right like up against the diff cover all the way around it. It's like tight against it. But um, yeah, that makes sense. I don't know. I've seen it done on 14 bolts and even 60s. Uh, it's pretty popular with the rock bouncers where they'll have the front truck or the truss going around the front that just like attaches to the cover. Um, hmm. And then you've got a removable section. Huh. But, so I, something I probably don't need when I do my 14 bolt. <laughs> no, <laughs> I've just got um, a baby truss on my Sterling. I'm not worried about it that much. Well, I mean, it's pretty well attached, if you will. I mean, the uh, the your, I mean, the Sterling. I mean, it's a four, it's a four length that's going to it, so it has to be enough to hold it. But it's nothing crazy. Yeah, I'm not really worried about it. I might throw a couple of bars just off of the top of it to help it a little bit, but. You know, it, it should work out perfectly fine. Um, so you or we were joking about your rig being torn apart, but uh, routine maintenance or upgrades? 
<laughs> that's, a, that's a really tough one. Upgrades. You mean fixing broken things. Upgrades. <laughs> Upgrades. Um. So what were you saying, Curtis? For what is it that is it upgrades or is it maintenance? Um, I would definitely have to say upgrades all the time. Uh, I have. I don't know. I guess I feel like every time something starts to wear out, it's just like, okay, time to upgrade that. Like axle shafts start to squeak. It's like, okay, getting fifteen fifties for it. Put them in. Done. Before they break. I mean, I try to keep everything before it breaks and falls apart, but. That is one thing I learned on this raid that I swear I have had so many bolts come loose is unbelievable. I've never had bolts come loose on my stuff before until now. Like I constantly have to tighten the bolts for my uh, tube clamps in the for the front bumper section huh. because they just they come loose or the front shocks will come loose. Everything it's been unbelievable how much more I have to do a bolt check now than I ev ever had to do. So you just, you know, blue Loctite, red Loctite? I've tried. It, for some it reason, work. it doesn't huh. work. I don't know if it just has enough movement in everything that it just moves slightly enough just to crack that free. Well, you're also or putting a shit ton of strain on everything with a doubler and 42-inch stickies that... I <laughs> and I can't imagine that rig's light. So you're going to be fucking moving shit around. Yeah, and I kind of assumed that. I just didn't realize that it was going to be as bad as it is. But the one thing I've started doing is anytime I find a bolt that I, it seems to come loose, I'll take a paint pen and I'll mark the bolt on the bracket, on the bolt, washer, and everything, just so I know if anything's moving. It's a quick, easy inspection. Yeah. yeah. I think I need to do that on my cross member. <clears throat> my, I've noticed been like... After a while, I'll slowly start hearing a creaking down there as I go over different stuff, and it might just be that's rubbing on my uh, like my underbody somewhere. But <laughs> there, well, before uh, Badlands, we were rushing to get mine done. I know I've talked about this on a different episode, but Hackbar hasn't heard it. We tightened the driver's side, but me and Luke completely forgot to tighten the cross member for <laughs> uh, on the passenger side. So after that, I did my bolt check, and I was looking, I'm like, holy shit three out of the four are completely loose and tightened it all down and made sure just, so. so about a year ago i went i was rushing to get everything done i just painted the cage and everything and i was i was down to like the nitty-gritty stuff like bolt we're putting the tires on it bolting the two drive shafts in and we were supposed to go away that night with my group of friends so i asked my one friend to put the two drive shafts in for me i went mm -hmm. to take them out about Eh, a month later or so, out of the 16 bolts on those drive shafts, I think there were about four of them that were actually still tight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I learned my lesson on that one. I don't let, I can't let someone else work on my rig unless I'm 100% sure that they're competent enough. Hmm. Well, it's like <laughs> with Kish, I've got 100% confidence that he will fucking check everything. But at the same time, even if he works on my rig or I work on his rig, I make him check after me and I check after him. Yep. Just because that happened. And then if you remember, Cody, I was on the trailer at Badlands um, before I even unloaded it. And I found my cross member bolts were loose. Yep. I know you definitely do a good job with bolt checking, though. Honestly, like even if I touch something or like if I'm working on my rig, 
I'll just be like, hey, Luke, can you just just double check, put a second set of eyes on this just to see if there's something I missed? And you do the same with either me or Kish when you're working on something. You're just like, just in case I've overlooked something, like just just put an eye on this. And generally, you're pretty good. <laughs> I really need some friends out here like that. Like I got I got Charlie that <laughs> helps me say, once in a while. <laughs> once in a while, he helps me out. But I have one other friend that is very mechanically inclined that I have helped me quite a bit. And, or when he's able to, he's married now, so he doesn't really have any time to help me anymore. But it's like when he can, I definitely trust what he does. Like I don't second guess anything that he does. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like I have like, yeah. I think I part of the reason that I've kind of got friends like that is I've got a real get what you give attitude when it comes to using my tools and knowledge and time. If mm-hmm. you put in some fucking effort on your shit, I'm more than willing to help. Just give me a hand with mine because it is a spectacular blue shit box that pulls itself apart all the time. <laughs> um, have you ever have you made much uh, movement on the forelink? <laughs> no, I haven't oh. even touched it since I last talked about it. My truck oh, has been fucking giving me fits. Well, that's uh, that's understandable. The daily semi-important, so you know, get that thing set up and get this. <laughs> okay, trailer plugs not working. Whatever, I fixed that. Not a big deal. The ground came loose in the plug. Whatever. So I just restripped that, put a new or move the ground in. Cool, um, because it was tripping the trailer wiring fault with no trailer. All right, whatever. Not a big hmm. deal. Morgan's car blows a power steering line. And it's like five degrees outside. So I'm like, fuck this. I grab the truck to go get the trailer, drag Morgan's car back to the shop, go to click it in four wheel drive. And I got a little logo that says check four wheel drive. So I'm like, what the fuck? Okay, whatever. Um, and it's then you found the locker. Yep. You found the well, locker. No. And now it's like, yeah, you don't need four. Yeah. You just need locker. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, so I got her car fixed. I pulled the truck into the shop. I pulled the, um, shifter motor for the four-wheel drive off i pulled the switch out of it i cleaned the contacts and the switch put it back together put that back on the truck that didn't do anything so i replaced the purge solenoid the one i got was defective the nipple cracked off of it after being on the truck for one hour so that went back to advanced after i did that i came back uh, I had to put the old Ford one on with like duct tape, bailing wire, hopes and dreams because it was leaking vacuum like a cocksucker. And then I got a new purge valve today that still hasn't fixed it. And the shift motor is on national back order for three weeks. So a Chinese special arrives tomorrow. Oh, Jesus Christ. Don't, Don't you the love problem here is you bought a Ford. Oh, <laughs> oh, it hurts. Yeah, I wasn't going to go that far, but I was going to say, you know, don't you love buying a brand new car that gives you the same problems that it or brand new, quote unquote? It, it's fucking fifteen something years newer than majority of my shit, mm-hmm. uh, and it still gives you the same shit. Yeah, <laughs> my Chevy's been great. I don't know. I bought it and haven't had to touch it. However, you know what else is really nice? Setting the cruise control at seventy-five while you've got the AC fucking cranking, heading out to Pennsylvania, not worrying about going up and down the hills. <laughs> Hey, yeah. yeah, I was, I was okay, saying, fuck I had, you. I had my crew set at 80. I had the AC on full blast. I had a great time. See, that's why I love my grandfather's aluminum trailer 
you can't feel it unless like a tractor trailer passes you because then you get the wind. But oh, it is so nice. Like literally on the way back, we um I lost I forgot I think I went I took the wrong turn then had to catch up to a buddy of mine and I was just ripping doing like ninety down the mass pipe, no problem at all. So nice. Uh I've got a light trailer, so that might help my situation because it is a gas job, but it tows just fucking fine. Mine tows great as long as I get that thing set on there, right? Yeah, you have a really weird fucking situation with that. Well, yeah, because of how wide the Jeep is, like, if I don't have that thing, because I think there's like, what, there's maybe four inches on each side of the tire to the edge of my trailer, and I have a 102-inch wide trailer. And now this was before I got new rims, but I can't like if I'm two inches to the right, that that trailer will pull that way all trip long. It is unreal. So I have to literally get that thing perfect in there every single time I load it on there. Wait, what? What do you tell it with? I have a Duramax. It just it just goes that way because of the way that the trailer is because it's like outside of where the actual tires are almost uh, where the weight is so yeah. it's kind of tipping the trailer and forcing it that way because of the suspension it, what if it, you get like bags underneath their helper bag or something maybe i mean it doesn't it's matter you have to fill it up like a tire but it doesn't do it as bad with the um new rims that i got hmm. i got some kmc machetes for it so Ooh, now it, nasty, it, the front tires actually fit through the fenders now <laughs> what do you just like before over? Yeah, I literally. Well, it has drive over fenders on it. It's one of the um, buggy haulers or nice. crawler hauler, whatever you want to call it. Oh, yeah, it's, it's a, a wide. <laughs> yeah, it's 102 inches wide. It's got drive over fenders on it. I think it was a PJ trailer. It, it was when I bought a trailer, I was like, all right, I got to have drive over fenders on it because I know what I'm about to build. So I got what, or one of my buddies had just gotten one. I went out to a trailer place. They had one on the lot. I was like, all right, that's mine. <laughs> I bought an Appalachian right. generic fucking seven foot wide and 18 feet long off the lot. And it is boring and works, but my rig is not wide. But the price just... point on those trailers is so good. It's hard to complain with those Appalachian trailers, man. I mean, oh, like, I free shout it. out to Appalachian, but like, dude, the... <laughs> I mean, for I think even the twenty footer is only like three hundred bucks more than what you paid. It's insane. It's such it's you can't beat it. Yeah, and it's a eighteen foot flat deck with a two foot beaver. So yeah, and I don't even have a beaver on mine. I paid like four grand for it. The beaver is nice for loading my Jeep up because I can just pull up to the back of the trailer, lift the front of the trailer up if it's like a too big of a gap in the rear and just drive the jeep onto it with no ramps yeah i cannot even on 42s i now i have not ever tried to get the tires hot doing it but i cannot crawl onto the trailer because of hmm. not having a beaver yeah if i were to do it or when i do it again though i'm going to pick up probably a 12k 20 foot equipment trailer from appalachian with the uh, fold down ramps I like that style. I uh, don't want anything larger. Yeah, see, my only problem with the fold-down style is I've had them drop while going down really bumpy roads in Vermont, and people behind you start freaking out when one of those drops. 
it's it's interesting for sure. <laughs> what do they do? Start just honking frantically? Oh yeah, well because Tessier it's probably throwing sparks or something, right? Yes, dude, it lost. Tessier <laughs> said it hit the ground, chunked the pavement. Sorry, uh, to my boss, if you're hearing this, because um, <laughs> it was his trailer at the time. Dude, it dropped, took a chunk out of the pavement. I heard it hit, so I'm like, oh, I'll just pull over. But I couldn't. This is when he almost stole a chicken. But that's a different topic um <laughs> i had to pull over which was like probably 20 feet ahead of where i was and yeah he like he's like dude i thought the whole thing was about to fall and like hit my truck and i'm like no you're good man and then while we're fixing that a, a neighbor's chicken came over and he picked it up and he called it henry and he almost brought it with us to badlands <laughs> <laughs> so badlands would have had a henry the chicken you know <laughs> oh yeah that was God, I can't say enough about Badlands. Best time of the year. Yeah, it's an awesome trip. You, yeah, that's a good trip. We I, still got to give Attack Bar to come out. That we do. Uh, so, you know, guys, I would love to come out there and spend a week. Or actually, if I was going to do it, I would want two weeks. I'd want to be able to take a week for travel on the way there and back so I can enjoy. Because normally when I go on these trips, it's like I'm going there and I'm coming back. Like, I don't get to stop anywhere in the middle. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's understandable. You know, take your time and actually enjoy the trip instead of just rushing frantically. That's generally, like, when I go on vacations, if you want to call it a vacation. I do – I take, like, the day before, the day after off so I can always just kind of, like, chill. I don't know. I hate having to force myself back to work after getting my ass beat while (laughs) wheeling for the weekend. (laughs) True. (laughs) True. Yeah, but um, I think either this year, I mean, this year I'll probably come back one more time, or again, go to Roush. I mm-hmm. would have to be a holiday weekend for me. But next year I'd like to be able to use my, some of my vacation and make a trip out there. Hell yeah. Do a full, full two-week trip out there, hang out with you guys. That'd be oh, sad. That, yeah. That means we'd have to, like, plan a... Like, yeah, I know, and you know point. how well we planned last yeah. time. I was the only one that showed <laughs> well, up with food. <laughs> Depending. No, oh no, 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 no! That's every trip. I swear to God, <laughs> anywhere we go, if it's a camp over or something, we I'm always like, oh yeah, we got plenty of food. I look over at Graham, Colin, and Dan. They're all like, "Hi, sir. We have, have some food, please." It's like, <laughs> and uh, obviously, like I plan for it so that way, like it's never a burden. Yeah, exactly. like, guys, did you like what did you bring? They're like, Oh, I got a hot dog and a honey bun. How's that gonna do for you? <laughs> like, yeah. I was gonna say, my buddy showed up with breakfast food. He was he came up from Virginia and I showed up there with a bunch of venison and uh steaks and stuff. And these guys, I look at these guys and they show up and I'm like, So what are you guys eating the next morning? And they're like, Oh, well, we were just gonna run into town and get food and i think we said that every single yep. day for the entire yep. weekend until the last day and we're finally like you know what we're just gonna go get burger king for dinner forget this <laughs> <laughs> yep something that's pretty cool though that we didn't realize until this year was how close the nearest town was to badlands for the past like or for the last year i i know we all were like dang like there's nothing around here 15 minutes down the road going west there's literally a full-blown town that has everything you need, like a Cumbies, a Duncan. Never even realized it. Yeah. I did. So on that note, I went out to the Cumbies with uh, Dave from uh, Venture Off-Road who wheels with Rockaholics. He has a JK on 42s and 05 pluses. 
We were mobbing out there at like 50 miles an hour on six PSI tires. <laughs> <laughs> fine, though. Uh, it's fine. You everything's okay. Locks. It's okay. No. I used to drive – when I go to up to Silver Lake, I'll drive around town on four PSI. I think I drove at four PSI one time for 45 minutes to get back to our campsite. Whew. Oh, man. That was a rough ride. That is a rough ride. At four psi, because it's like every time you hit a bump, you just start rocking. <laughs> no, I feel like I can like feel the tires kind of like shift the weight yeah. Yeah. too. Oh, yeah, yeah, when you go to turn the wheel, you can just kind of feel yep. it. Just well, <laughs> it's just kind of wiggly. <laughs> Graham, your Jeep really bulges those fucking treps out, so you end up like sliding to the side and back and forth. I know, I know. Oh, hey, and Hackbar's pulling a Cody this time. Go over to the right. <laughs> oh. Oh, oh, is he back? Oh. oh, no, he's frozen he's back. I'm sorry. Oh, there he is. <laughs> there <we> are, <laughs> yep. Pulled the Cody. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's partially uh, because that. I'm, I'm pretty bad about airing the traps down too far. Uh, I'm trying to get better about that. Not that we've wheeled in a, when was the last time we went out? I'm itching. Right. I, uh, I need to fix my ship, but I'm itching. Battlegrounds. That was the mm. last uh, event when it was kind of snowing out. I miss yeah. it too, I, but I want to get my front end a little bit more sorted before I just rush out there this year. Yeah, Colin sent me a video of all of the weird shit your chief is doing right now with like the turn signals and the headlights. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, you want to hear something? You want to hear something great? So when we went to go pick up his Jeep because Colin did his bumper, which came out gorgeous, I absolutely love it. Um, he's like, oh yeah, I mounted, I, I ran your winch wires over this way put them in here then i put them through the like through the fender and this hole and Graham just looks at it goes rips the whole thing out because colin just explained that he took a a while to do it and he's just like what are you doing like why did you do that (laughs) those things are not gonna survive the highway ride i've done this before i've done this song and dance i wasn't gonna deal with that shit falling out getting grabbed by the tire and just yeeting the whole fucking solenoid out of there so i just jammed it in front of the uh the stinger and it was fine didn't move <laughs> the only thing that moved was because my uh fan shroud broke when he was working on it i don't know how he broke it i don't know what he was doing under the hood to, to break my fan shroud but that stupid fucking uh uh overflow hose that goes across in front and just sits yeah. like right in that divot i think that's where it's supposed to sit that's where mine sat forever uh, the fan just ate it, just chewed it to pieces. Yep, that happened with my old uh, my old Jeep as well, because I used to have a shroud, I broke it, and it sits in between like the fan bump and the radiator support, and when mm-hmm. that's not there, it just goes bloop, and then it gets chewed. Yep. So, and I heard it. I was going to say, didn't XJ Mike chew a hole through his radiator during, uh, or while we were at Roush? The like, brand new Mishitomo? I, oh. Yeah. That's why I don't do the aftermarket ones. You got to do a two core, shitty ass Harbor, not Harbor Freight, uh, AutoZone or O'Reilly's (laughs) radiator. 58 bucks, whatever you need. Just a cheapo. (laughs) Like I've, I've done the eBay ones, the three cores, the aluminum specials. They're too thick. They don't fit. You can't even use a factory fan. It just doesn't work. I was going to say, I had one of the aluminum ones from Amazon. For the longest time, and that was the one when I was in, uh, where is that? What is the name of that place right now? The one in Gore, Virginia. I can't think of it right now, but um, I had, or I backed up 
and I put a stick through both sides of the radiator and that thing died right there. And then <laughs> after that, I put like all um, guarding around it and everything. And I bought like a, what was that thing? It's probably like a $300, like a brass core radiator instead of like all aluminum and everything. And mm-hmm. the thing still overheats on me. Damn. Yeah. yeah. Your motor's probably just fucked. Just like yeah, mine. It's, it's, it's okay. fine. I'll just put <laughs> 10 of them in my Jeep like Luke does. <laughs> hey, you man. Find, you know, this one runs too hot. This one explodes too quickly. Right? You'll, you'll find that <laughs> the middle ground. It's like Goldilocks. Eventually, you'll find the right donor. This donor that I got now has got like 220,000 miles on it. So... As soon as the one that's currently in the Jeep with like 250,000 miles on it explodes, this one's prime and ready to go. It'll be a weekend swap. Let me just keep throwing trash motors in there instead of trying to find a low mileage one. (laughs) Well, I blew the low mileage up. The low mileage one only lasted an extra three trips, maybe. Yeah, it was How like tri- not even 2,000 miles. It was gone. <laughs> How many trips do you get out of a motor? That's what my question is. <laughs> I think it was two trips, wasn't it? Because you popped it at Harris, and then there was... Um, I wheeled it for one season on... Thir- or for half a season on 35s. I put the one tons in it, and I got two trips out of it after I put the one tons on it. With a 80,000-mile yeah. mile. mile- Excuse me, an 80,000-mile motor. Okay. I don't know what you guys are having issues with. Mine has 280,000 miles on it when I bought Jeez. it. And then I slapped a cam in there and polished the head. It's fine. It's- Man, I, have, I have an 01, and I don't even have those problems yet. And that thing only has 116K. I just put 1,000 miles on it. 16? Yeah, oh, buddy. I need to go. Yeah, buddy. But no, I mean, it's an 01, though. I heard all of them at 100,000 is like danger zone. No, oh one, you should be fine. The two thousands were the ones with the head issues. I don't I think if I don't it was like that late oh one. It was I, literally the last month of oh one that they made them. It's like one of those last production Cherokees. Yeah, and I'm the asshole who got it stupid clean and now it's gonna get chopped in half. Well, it's too late now. It's fucking destroyed. <laughs> it was funny, me and Buckley on our way back from Luke's shop today, he was like He's like, if you bought it for more money, would you have kept it clean like I do with mine? And I go, nah. I was like, I wouldn't have bought it. And he's like, what do you mean? I was like, if it was more than $1,000, I wouldn't have bought it. I was like, I do not pay more than $1,000 for a Cherokee. He's like, oh, but so would you keep it clean? I'm like, no, no chance. No chance in hell that I keep a vehicle decent except for my daily. Yeah, that's kind of why I like them. I mean, I enjoy the looks of a Cherokee, but at the same time, I don't feel like I'm destroying like – an American heritage as I beat the shit out of it. <laughs> like, so it's American heritage if you're a meth head. I guess. <laughs> I would love to do a stupidly clean Jeep on one tons. I did not do that because I wheel like I'm a I drive by Braille, but I would love to do a stupidly clean one, but buggy it out at the same time, or maybe not buggy it out, but well, like then- cut the floor they're, out of it and just do a full custom frame with everything tied in perfectly that would be a cool as fuck build if you could get it looking like an original jeep but on tube or with a lot of tube work in there there's on one guy in michigan that did a hell of a job 
building a one-ton rig. I mean, this is probably the cleanest one-ton rig I have ever seen. I don't know if he ever sold it, but his name is Jesse Reich. I'll have to, I'll give send you guys the link for it, but oh my god, it was the cleanest one-ton build I've ever seen. Like it had it was on ORIs, it had stickies. But on the outside, if you looked at it, it looked like somebody that just had lifted a Jeep and thrown tires on it. And then you get up close and you see all the beautiful tube work inside and everything. Hmm. Yeah, I saw there's one guy I follow on Instagram. He bought a rot box Cherokee, but it looked nice from like above the uh, like three quarters of the way above the or up the doors. So he literally just cut the whole bottom section of this Jeep off with rock sliders welded in there, cut the whole frame, all the floor pan, everything out of it, and he's building a chassis now. The thing is fucking sick. I have to find the guy again, but it, it's just an insane amount of work that he's putting in. I never thought. Oh, um, I'm sorry. I, I know that, uh, I think it's that red XJ on Instagram. His is gorgeous, just like kind of how you were talking. Oh, uh, like Nick two- Jonard. Is that what it yeah. is? Yeah, I think so. And it's four-link in the rear with like a JCR setup, I think, with the coilover. Or not coil, I think it's coilover now, but it used to just be coil. Oh, that yeah. thing is gorgeous. Very well done. Um, I don't think, I, I don't know, that doesn't entice me. You know, it's not like it's a collector's item. Like if you were doing that with like a Wagoneer or like a J20 or something like that, if you're doing, or even older than that, going with a Willys and doing something of that matter, that would be fucking rad. That starts to tickle my fancy. Yeah, but there's a certain part of it to me where I like the Cherokee for what it offers, and that to me is a huge part of why I like the Cherokees and even the Grand Cherokees. It's a streetable package that you can go wild with, and the sky's the limit. And it's a cheap streetable package. It's... It's nothing fancy like, fuck, man. You can go and buy a $300 shell and have a running driving XJ in a couple weekends of work. Yep. I mean, just like uh, Jeremy was saying, right? Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, he was saying that he literally bought a Jeep with, a, did he even have a motor and a tranny at the time, or did it have no axles? Uh, and it had basically nothing. If I remember correctly, it arrived as a, a clean shell, shell with a Dana 35. Shell. And, that and was three it. weeks later, and he got it to a decent point. He was saying, "That's pretty fucking good." Yeah. If you know what you're doing with that Cherokees, they're pretty easy to work on. I just like, say when I bought mine, the reason I got it so cheap, and it would it was the cleanest shell I could find <laughs> in the state of Michigan. This thing had sat in a barn for at least ten years. So the like the odometer was really low, but it was like a two wheel drive, uh, four cylinder. So the guy that originally bought it stripped all that out and w- got it ready for an LS, and he ended up slapping a four liter in it and selling. It. He only wanted like two grand for it. I'm like, I, I can't pass that up. I've seen how long that Jeep's just been sitting. Like it, it was two probably grand? the most immaculate Jeep. Yeah, I paid two grand for it, running and driving. That's, that's too much. Listen, it's not too much if you don't have to deal with electrical issues. You don't have to deal with all like the bullshit. I don't. I didn't have electrical issues. Okay, I I don't care. For a clean body here, I was gonna say for a clean body here, you pay ridiculous money because you can't find them. They're extremely rare to find in the first place. So, same here. Cody's an Cody's an outlier. I don't know how he got his. 
Yeah. As, I, as the old lady I bought it from said, God directed me to her. So thanks, bud. <laughs> she literally said I didn't post it anywhere because I knew Jesus would bring me the right person. I said, well, here I am. <laughs> Here's my money. Take it. And the best part was, like, when I was looking at it, the battery was dead. And you know how the newer style, you can't see the odometer. So it was, like, this crazy, like, nerve game where I'm just like, we need a battery, and I need to see the fucking miles. Because she was like, yeah, it's kind of low miles. So I'm like, all right, old lady saying low miles. I'm like, I swear to God, this thing has, like, 20,000 miles. Or something, yeah. I, it had 115. When I saw that hop up, I'm like, okay, hell yeah. And, uh, I, I got lucky. I got so, so lucky. But it was sitting outside for a while, even though it doesn't have much rust. But Yeah, I got some Jeep Collector's Reject. He had, like, a very nice 87 Pioneer uh, with, like, the Alpine package in it and everything. And it was, like, the nerd special of Cherokees. <laughs> but he's like, yeah, it's just been sitting. And, you know, I bet... I worked for Chrysler for a little while. I put a motor in it. Needs a transmission. This, that, the other thing, and starts Wait, he and runs. A, he put a motor in your Jeep before you got it. Yeah, that's the one that came with the eighty thousand. Wow. Jeez. So what you're saying is your Jeep has been cursed from the beginning. Yes. It's not just you. Okay. Wow. All right. Yeah. No. <laughs> this Jeep just... has eaten two AW fours in its life and two motors before I got it. Wow, that's I'm my third transmission in this Jeep. <laughs> but my shell was immaculate, and it's got three hundred eighty thousand miles or three hundred thousand miles on it. I bought it with like two ninety five. I thought. Sorry. Who would have thought that we'd be four guys sitting here talking about clean XJs in the sense of being clean? That's funny. But that's that's funny. <laughs> but I really do like the platform for what it is. See, I love. I love the Cherokees for the reason of them being cheap, but I think Grand Cherokees had the right idea, but the wrong platform. They had way too much electrical problems, but coils in front and rear, that's where, like, I mean, if I don't know if, right, yeah, you had a Grand Cherokee. The ride comparison is a huge difference when they're both actually, like, nice. I mean, yes, but at the same time, my XJ rode pretty okay. I never had a complaint about how it rode for what it was. Stock, mine was weird. I mean, it had sagged leafs like all of them do. But um, When I had 35s on mine, I would have happily hopped in it and driven to California. Not yeah, so much had, with the one-tons. When I had 33s on my Jeep, I would have gladly driven to California. I had no... Honestly, I don't think I ever had, like, a major break when I did that. Like nothing ever broke, fell apart or broke or anything like that. But as soon as I went to tons, it's like break, 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 break. I've had the opposite, opposite experience. Honestly, when I was on 35s, it was like nothing but problems. My steering sucked. Everything sucked, but. Oh, thanks for the steering. Uh, Graham. Appreciate it. Huh? Said thanks for the steering then asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it's, it's good steering. It just like, I don't know what it was. It it hated me. I I would constantly fuck up the the tie rod ends, which is why I don't touch anything but Himes anymore. It was just it just never did exactly what I wanted to. And as long as and with the one tons, I still have issues occasionally, but it's so much easier to dial it in. And when it's good, it's amazing. And I drive that thing like I drive it anywhere. 
Oh, I used to drive. I was just, I used to drive mine to work all the time. Just like, Oh, Hey, I'm working on the truck tonight. Can't get done. Whatever. I'll just drive the Jeep to work, man. I'd love that thing for a while on tons and with the full hydro for the first little bit that I had it done. That thing drove beautifully down the road. As soon as I started wheeling it, everything started vibrating and shit. Yep. And it just, it got yep. so old so quick. <laughs> that is the one plus of having no interior. I don't have anything to vibrate anymore. Oh, I mean, drive shafts when they get. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, that that's more what I meant. Like the tires yeah. out of balance, having weird, weird uh, gouges in them and stuff. And it just, it was like, you know what? I'm done. I'm done driving this thing on the road. I don't, I don't like this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, danger. (laughs) (laughs) That's what happens with me when I go above 80. Everything's fine, but at 80, it's so twitchy. And like, I hit a bump going on the highway. Uh uh. But normal driving's somewhat okay. (laughs) I guess I'm just weird about mine because, like, it's got to stay streetable. Otherwise, I don't see the point in having an XJ chassis. But it drives really nice. I'd go drive my Jeep around town. I mean, it's still plated and insured, and I don't have to go do inspections or anything. So I don't have anything I got to pass here. What's an inspection? Exactly. Mm. I, I, mean, have a, I have a big fuck you sticker over my 2003 inspection. I, was... <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I think Man, it's 2013, I, sorry. I couldn't imagine trying to build a one-ton rig in a state that you have to do inspections. You just don't. You just don't. Yeah, you don't. I've never I gotten would, in trouble. I think we've said we've beat this horse before. It's it just oh you have don't. yeah oh yeah we've definitely beaten that horse multiple I mean, if, times. If, if they did decide to pull me over, I'd probably be screwed, and it would probably never drive on the road again. But I've never gotten in trouble in the three some years I've wood. been driving it. Yeah. See, I think it's just it's a matter of how you drive. If you drive like a cunt, you're gonna get pulled over. If you drive somewhat reasonably And then, like, we are demonetized on YouTube again. Hell yeah. Well fuck them then. <laughs> I'll do I'll do the editing this week then. <laughs> uh, oh no, actually this one's going up this one's going up quick. The next one is the one that gets edited. Well yep. uh, it's uh, fine. Oh, no. We're already all being edited. <laughs> well, they are all being edited, but yeah, I cool. fucked up last week. I sent the wrong fucking file to the uh, podcast host, so that's why it ghosted out. I'm going to have to fix that. Oops. Yeah, so sorry for people last week who uh, were wondering where the rest of the conversation went. It'll be back. We just have to re-upload. Yep. Yep. Up. It happens, though, especially when you have the special ed kid editing. <laughs> 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 and now you're kicked off of fate or um YouTube for good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey man, I got the paperwork to prove it. <laughs> oh no, last week I Grant said retard. Ever since then, I know we're done. <laughs> we're double red flag there. Ah, <laughs> uh, Jesus, talk about cancel culture. I'm, just, I'm not gonna get to it. <laughs> oh yeah, we're That's not gonna, gonna hit that. Uh, we're gonna move on. I'm probably gonna leave that in there, but you know, you know, we're you gonna know, move I'm on. Pissed, dude. I lost twenty bucks last night. I bet I didn't bet on Brady, and I fucking lost twenty bucks, man. Like the fuck, Mahomes just have his thumb in his ass the whole night. They got what uh, are you talking ruined. about? 
He's talking about Tom Brady making all the touch baskets in the goal. (laughs) Is that for that there sports ball entertainment? Don't you know the hammers is on? I wasn't even actually watching it. I was literally putting in a drop ceiling into an entertainment room that next year when the Super Bowl is on, they're going to be watching it from. But I was like, I went to my, like, they are very much into football. So I went to my buddy who used to be a Patriots fanatic until Brady left and now he sucks Brady's dick as he's now in the Buccaneers. Regardless, uh, I was like, oh, I'll bet you 20 bucks Mahone's going to win. He's like, no way, dude. I'm like, all right, sweet. And then he came downstairs and was like, yeah, it's 29 to like seven. You definitely owe me 20 bucks. <laughs> like, God damn it. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I guess there was an entertaining thing during the moment of silence last night, too, that we won't fully get into. But <laughs> oh, no, do go into it. I was probably asleep. Uh, it's political. Oh, was it bad? So, was it it's bad? political. So, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, we'll skip we'll the political. <laughs> We'll hit that after the episode. Um, but, yeah. Back to wheeling, though. <laughs> uh, let's not get this one yeeted, please, guys. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> um, nah, but with the so KOH Joe, Joe stuff. Steel, steel beams? Uh, most likely not, no. Um, oh, yeah. So... <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> About KOH, would you bring your rig out there, Curtis? That's a tough question. I'd love to go. I don't know. I mean, I'd love to do it for the experience, but man, some of that stuff just looks like my shit would just fall apart on the trail, and I'd be one of those buggies that they're driving over top of the trail. <laughs> Did you see the video where they literally ripped the door off of a Cherokee? <laughs> no, I no. didn't. Beat not baby posted it, and it was like, yeah, this crew is just out here to do stuff, and they ripped the door off of a Cherokee. <laughs> like they no, like physically, like they took the door hand in hand and just ripped it off. Why? <laughs> I don't know, but it was entertaining. <laughs> Dude, there is some crazy shit that goes on in that place at night. The second that sun goes down and those people are allowed to get on the trails, they've been sitting there freaking drinking all day. They go out on the trails, dude. They are absolutely insane. One of my buddies said that was out there last year for it. It said that he would never take a rig out on those trails during that time at night because it would. There were so many people that just didn't care. It was yep. so bad. See, that's why I said I'd I'd love to go. I probably wouldn't bring my rig, um, but I would definitely go and like watch for sure. No, you guys, you're all being babies. If logistics wasn't an issue. Yes, I'd bring my rig out there, and I just, I mean, if if it's actually that fucking insane, then I just won't bring my rig during the times where people are being insane, because that's dumb. I but, mean, I would love to go, but just not during KOH. I'd love to go to Johnson Valley. Yeah, I'm definitely down for a Johnson Valley trip. I just wouldn't want to. I would rather run the hammers when it's not KOH. That's fair. Then maybe maybe we do a Johnson Valley trip and then you know go to King of Hammers. But even even if we went to, I still want my rig, right? It's one of those things. Yeah, from there, I'd rather rather have it there. And I don't. I'm watching people wheel, and I have a rig. I want to wheel it too. Like let me play during the day while everybody's you know driving their qualifiers or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, I guess you're right. I mean, I'd love to be out there, just once. Just wants yep. to be good enough. Just for once. Me. 
just to race it or to go to go to go i do gotcha. not have a rig right now that i would want to race i would love to build a rig at some point that i could go race but that's quite a ways away at the for this moment hmm I was, er, on that note, though, I was looking into a couple of states have some really lax laws when it comes to building dune buggies. Like, the Millers are able to run their race rigs down the road in their home state. It's fucking insane. I was going to say, Michigan, they just started allowing, like, razors and stuff like that to get um, uh, registered and stuff again. So, I got a feeling that I could get a Miller rig and end up getting it registered here. I've I never know, looked into it, but... I know in Massachusetts, you can do... Um, it's their street kit for Polaris, and you can do a low-speed registration and actually get it to uh, legally drive on the road, even in Massachusetts, which is... Cool. That's cool. So I wonder if I could do something similar with a half-cut and half-cherokee. Well, <laughs> I don't well, know. It's just, it'd be full. It'd be full-bodied. Right, you just uh, don't show them a picture of it. That's fun. Yeah, yeah, sure. It's still a Cherokee, right? As long as you don't get caught or pulled over, you're fine, right? Yeah. Uh the the plan that Luke and I were discussing, <laughs> I don't think it would it go very well. Yeah, <laughs> we were talking about cutting diagonal sections out of the roof line. Oh, you'd be never fine. mind. Vermont, yeah, I, I, I mean, genuinely, I think as long as I have a plate on it, like a legitimate plate. I think it'd be fine, uh, which I do. There are no that. rules about cutting the roof off of your vehicle, I do not believe. Yeah, but there are a lot of other rules that he's broken <laughs> elsewhere that draws, that draws attention to those. <laughs> like the wheels not being covered, the fact that... This oh, they don't really control. care about that. That's just a scare tactic. I might be wrong, and if I am wrong, feel free to correct me, but I was reading in West Virginia that I could you could basically build close to a buggy and register it as long as you have functional turns, functional windshield wipers and shit like that. It's pretty wild what they let you get away with and register as a dune buggy. It's, it's cool as shit. I know Nevada has very similar, uh, lax things in Utah in certain, no, not Utah. Um, one of those other, uh, Western States, very similar. Any place that isn't, Massachusetts or Commonwealth or California or any of those places is like pretty good. Connecticut's pretty good. I get left alone with my Jeep, but I also have stock super duties on it to keep the width down. And, you know, I try and yeah. keep it looking presentable. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it doesn't Why? just look absolutely ridiculous. I mean, it, it does, but it, it could be worse, right? Yeah, I was like, working Ghost on it. Is you know, Honda Civic is going to look at it and say, what the fuck is that? But, you know, it's not it's not that illegal, right? It's not like some of the stuff you see. Well, I had something are... funny happen. I had a friend of mine's friend found out I was a welder, got my phone number, and he asked me to weld up some exhaust on his Honda Civic. So I'm mm -hmm. like, all right, whatever, I'll do it. It's lowered like two inches, whatever. We jacked the car up. I welded up the exhaust pipe he needed welded up. But he goes... Hey man, that's a really nice roof rack on your Jeep. Did you build that yourself? And I'm just sitting there kind of like <laughs> chuckling and I'm like, go take a look at what that uh, roof rack ties into and where the harness is mounted. He goes over and he goes, oh fuck, there's a full fucking cage in there. 
<laughs> so i guess from like a layman's perspective it might just look like we have roof racks on i don't know but like <laughs> yeah we're going for that roof rack aesthetic <laughs> well, there, was a, there was a couple of restaurants right near my parents house that always did like the little jeep meets or whatever and mm-hmm. um i'd go drive over i'd go drive over there with my rig once i put it on tons and just show up there and all the people would just stop and stare at it as I drove past. Like, what the <laughs> fuck is this doing here? Well, I went to a couple of meets with my rig because, like, they were just going on. And I was, you know, at my shop that night. They were having a meet in Bristol. So I went down there, which Bristol's like five miles away. Take me yeah. 10 minutes to get there. So I would pull in. And this hopping around the corner, chirping like a dog getting kicked rig with LED lights <laughs> that are like bright as a motherfucker on. Just back it into a parking spot, get out and start walking around and people would just walk over to it and be like, what size tires are those? Uh, they're 40s. And to me, you know, like in our sphere, that's not a big deal, but it's kind of funny watching people that don't like so deal with Jeeps. It's all fun until you go to a Jeep meet. and Well, it was kind of a car show, actually, at a, at a, uh, a polo club. So it was kind of prestigious. And you flex out onto your girlfriend's tires. So it's all it's like it's flexed pretty high because it's 35 on top of 35. And some family wants to put their kids under your rig to take a photo. That's when it gets scary because I'm just looking at them. I'm like, well, as oh long as God. they're like in front, it's fine. No, I've never it's... seen a Jeep slip off. Of it. Uh, uh, I'm sure they have. Don't so, get me wrong, but I've never seen it happen. So little Jimmy's in... probably fine as long as he doesn't sit underneath where the tire would land. He he was right. under the axle. Okay, oh, and not to mention that, it's that's Kate, sketchy. Yeah, it's Caitlin's rig, and she likes her pretty little stock fenders. So I can't flex out all the way so i was on it probably about four inches so that's what you got the general grabbers for yeah they just made it so strong together but it was help a child survive it was my my biggest pet peeve is when i go to a freaking meet and they're all like oh bro how much mud do you bring that thing through (laughs) oh oh my god how much mud Man, I'll tell you, they can go up to the radio after that. <laughs> <laughs> after that, you start turning your blinkers on, your headlights turn on. Can confirm. Can confirm. Radio. Is, you know what's uh, funny, though, is we're going to fucking end up referencing that fuck up forever. Because the two of I'm, us I'm, are going to have to deal with that <laughs> shit. I haven't even started my rig since Roush. Oh my oh god, my you're gonna have, oh, you're gonna have just as many god. issues as I have. You I know, know, almost didn't deep. sit in you the just water for stuck. 20 minutes. Ugh. I'm hoping god. that me continuing to move throughout that whole endeavor was helpful and it not destroying itself as bad. Not just Wait, like I didn't realize there. you actually had water in there too, Luke. Oh yeah, it <laughs> went all the oh, way up sh- over my crotch. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like I had to take the fucking seats out of it and clean them because they I... fucking stank like rabbit <laughs> fucking mud. I yep. did not realize that you had actually gotten water into the Jeep. I thought you, yours was fine. I thought that uh, Graham's was the only one that got covered. Oh, no. 
No, he just was in the slightly shallower spot. He could probably still see his shifter. You know, it got bad when I couldn't see the shifter anymore. Oh, God. Jamie goes and asks me if it's still in gear. I'm like, dip my hand in the water, find the shifter. Yeah, I was going through water that was high enough that it, like, I don't know how it didn't fucking explode, but it, like, hydro-locked the fucking motor, and it managed to crank back over, because I'm like, if it's <laughs> over for this happy. motor, it's over for this motor. Your poor Dizzy not... was probably just filled with water it didn't know what to do. <laughs> I did not realize that this was actually that bad. Like, I thought you had just gone through it, like, no, you had like... a little bit of an issue, but I didn't realize you got all that fucking water in there, too. <laughs> no, like, it... My Jeep Have you stalled not seen the video? twice. Oh no, I, I remember. I guess I remember the video, but all I remember from the video is just wah bop bop. <laughs> just bouncing off the limiter. Dude, I literally giving it to it. I couldn't get it to start until I put my foot all the way in it, and then it just started and went straight for the limiter. <laughs> just let it eat because I'm like, if it's over, it's over. Yeah. Jesus. I am so glad I never went down that trail. Oh, and dude, then the asshole we're wheeling with goes, oh yeah, we could have just went on the high side up there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we're just sitting there like, as like, oh, we never are... went through this spot before. Was it like, James oh, okay. Passenger that said that? Yes. Oh man, dude, that dude was hilarious. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to get Jamie to come on. But that dude lives on a farm literally in the middle of nowhere, so he doesn't even have internet at his house. He uses his cell phone for everything, and I'm like... Wow. <laughs> he wants to, I've but... ever seen, though. Oh, man, dude, just those guys there, were great. Just sitting there bouncing that thing off a limiter for five <laughs> minutes straight just to heat the tires up and front wheel drive, <laughs> just to crawl up in at idle. Good God. I have never wanted an Atlas more in my life, and that was the deciding moment where my mind just burst, and I couldn't take it all in. It was beautiful. <laughs> we were sitting there with, like, a group of JKs, and this dude just hops up on the rock, lights it off, laying on the limiter until there's chunks of Swamper flying, Drops it into four low and just crawls up an obstacle after a one-ton JK on ORIs was getting denied. It was beautiful. God, that's oh. my favorite thing to see, too, when I'm wheeling. Well, that's probably what broke my rig, if I'm being honest, is I was being a fucking little bit of a dick and giving her the beans because the JKs were down there, and I ended up throwing my rig off of the rock face. Well, I'm that's how saying. I did mine, too. Jumping it in front of a bunch of JKs <laughs> with Mike and uh, Jason. <laughs> yeah, there were other people like, parked in like the little like offshoots on the trails and shit. And it was like, so annoying. You're on the green trails and like we could do like 20 mile an hour down those trails. These people are doing like 10. Yeah, like, really? <laughs> Get They're on an adventure. The You're on a road. <laughs> yeah, I'm on the road back to we're back to camp so I can fix my rig to go back out on the blacks. Uh, good times. 
Although, it is still sometimes fun to wheel with a JK on 35s if the driver knows what they're doing, because they can go quite a few places that are surprising. I'll say they are very good. I've seen quite a few recently with people that actually know what they're doing that can do a lot of things that really impress me comparatively to what like my Cherokee on 35s could do. Mm-hmm. See, the only thing I've ever seen a JK do is blow a transmission. So... <laughs> Uh, no, they, they can be good. They can be functional. No, I'm saying for me, like on wheeling with JKs, I've seen one snap an axle shaft and one blow a transmission. Uh, we had two people that were in the club before you joined that would wheel their JKs, and they had like 37s with uh, front and rear lockers on a Dana 30 and a 44, and they just went everywhere. Yeah, it was insane. Capable. I was talking to Charlie about this the other day. They uh, He found a picture of the difference in, like, Collins' Dana 44 uh, ring gear and the Dana 44 that comes in the JKs. And it, it's, like, night and day difference. Like, it yeah. has to be, like, another in, almost inch bigger in, from what I could see. And it's, one? like, no wonder that these people can run 40s on these things and not have an issue. Nope. Is that uh, why they're $1,200 for a front 44? Yeah, they use a bigger gear set that's a high pinion gear set. Well, it's and most thicker of the too, time, isn't it? It's yep, thicker with a bigger pinion. Yep. Um, so that's part of the reason that they're so expensive. And they also use a 1350 U-joint, if I remember correctly, on the Rubicons. So they use a drive shaft U-joint as an axle shaft U-joint. Yeah, which is massive comparatively to what like Rubicon or the OG Rubicons had with... Basically the same axle shaft you get in a Dana 30, except you get a 44. 1480 yep. and 1550 gangs rise up. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> hey, hey, now, I, I like my little axles, okay? They, they, oh, they I like your little 760s. <laughs> <laughs> Although I will say that Kish, unfortunately he's not here tonight, he makes that fucking Dana 30 do interesting things for how simple his rig is. Yeah. Does he like to blow him up? No, No. his rig doesn't blow up. It's amazing. Wow. That'd be me. I go through shafts. They wheel with you and they don't break? Yeah. Uh, He he stays off the black trails, though. He doesn't really go to He doesn't run the hard blacks, but he will do black obstacles. Um, And he breaks every once in a while, but normally it's just like an axle shaft. He'll snap the U-joint and take the ears off the shaft. He's blown a unit bearing and a ball joint off, too. but One guy I used to wheel with with 35-inch MTRs, like when they were the stupid heavy ones, he would literally, every single trip, he would go through two sets of axle shafts for a Dana 30, both sides, every single time, if not more, or blow his <laughs> ring gear apart. See, that's what I want to do. I don't want to break axle shafts anymore. I just want shit from the inside of the axle to come out, so it's no, good. It's not going to happen. I, I want said, it though. You you literally have to be able to break both axle shafts at the same time to load it up enough to really do some you, damage to that. Have you met Colin Bates? He uh yeah. he wheels with us pretty often. I'm sure there's uh there's a, <laughs> there's a time and place that I could put myself that he guided me into to blow everything. Mm, yeah, but he's never yeah. blown up a ring gear. He's destroyed Not pinions yet. because he doesn't have a, a any lube in the axle. And he refuses to let me swap the bearings. So <laughs> rear axles, that thing still growl. Uh, yeah, yep, it's still fucked up. I, th- it's still I told fucked him up from when he lived out by me. 
Yes. I guess. Uh, no, he had it rebuilt, but it didn't last very long, and it's it's definitely just throwing metal through the bearings or it's something. Fine. Who knows? It's he fine. doesn't metal. even check it. We don't know. We don't have no idea what's going on with it. <laughs> that reminds could be a lubricant when it gets hot enough. Yep. <laughs> that reminded me of the conversation <laughs> with uh, with Buckley today. He was like, "Yeah, is it common? Like my transfer case leaks. Is it common for like during the winter time? It just stops leaking." As we're nice. driving down the highway, I looked over at him. I'm like, have you checked the fluid? He's like, what do you mean? I go, usually when things are consistently leaking and they stop leaking, I'm like, there's no fluid in it. He looks at me, he's like, so, well, we could just drive it in four-wheel drive, right? I'm like, no, 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 no. Yeah, no, they'll survive. Six months. You got a six-month window before you got to fill that thing. <laughs> okay, yeah. Oh, so there's a good chance that it has no fluid is what you're saying. Yeah, there's probably it probably doesn't have fluid, but I wheeled an entire season with Ducky before I realized it was out of fluid. So those things really don't give a fuck until the the plastic wear bar thing goes away and then it's just metal on metal and then it melts and then you don't have four high or two or neutral, just four low. (laughs) Yeah, it's fine. (laughs) Um, Speaking from personal experience, the. uh, set of planetaries that was in my zj are currently residing in the transfer case that's going back into my jeep so it's okay they were ran for a full season without fluid they're going <laughs> back in but that's why it sounds like it has a supercharger well why don't you just throw some graphite in there doesn't graphite work well for uh no no <laughs> no. <laughs> no oh i just throw no. some like cheap atf at it and <laughs> pretend that it's okay um, I mean, it'll be well, fine that's, that's what it's supposed to take yeah just ATF and, is yeah. what it takes doesn't need anything special and then just for the like... transmission i just throw some uh mobile synthetic uh 10 weight 30 in there and call it a day i've proven that two bottles of water is all it needs (laughs) i mean you are correct (laughs) but i'm poor so i don't want to rebuild the transmission i wonder how much sand is in there too because that water was muddy as hell no there's definitely some nasty in there i gotta take it apart i don't want to but it's gotta happen i think oh god Oh Jesus! <laughs> it was it was full of the brim with water, and I just took water out of it. I should have just left it. I shouldn't have touched it. At least it would have been full of water then. But knowing what you know now, is that weekend still a one hundred percent go? Oh yeah. What Roush? Yeah, if you had to do it over again, exactly. Oh, yeah, way it happened. Oh, oh. <laughs> I was gonna say, there's no way in hell I would miss that. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. I'm hoping this year I don't miss it. I really hope. I don't know we got to get that figured out here soon so I can put in for vacation. Tell yeah. you, I'm gonna, I'm gonna come out there and blow my shit up. Tell it's you, it's fine. You you'll, you'll, match, you'll, you'll match the rest of else. us. Yeah, I'll, I'll be with the guys dragging half a vehicle back to the park. <laughs> okay, hold up a minute. I'll hang out with them. Did anybody from our group actually load their Jeep on the trailer with it still in wheelable condition? I, drove I know, Graham, home. you drove home. <laughs> the other four or three of us, no. none of our rigs worked when we put them back on the trailer. And I'm totally okay with that, even oh, no, with how Lord. much fucking work I'm doing now. Um, yeah, no, my rig left broken. 
like I'm quite, quite broken. Broken and is still broken from that trip. <laughs> and we had to we had to do some running around to get mine like semi capable to drive on the road again too. We had to find fluid and I forget yeah, what. Oh, studs! I I broke a uh, lug studs. Oh yeah, so we, we were driving around. Yep. Yeah, and then <laughs> my dumbass forgot to get fuel before we went back, so I had to get fuel to get on the highway. After we ran around all over fucking upstate Pennsylvania, that was to a nightmare. That, if somebody opens a parts store near Roush Creek, they'd make a killing. Let me tell you, there's nothing good, close. It's all like forty-five store. to an hour I a, away. I car quest. I'll let I'll let them know. <laughs> Look at that car quest deal out there. That'd be sick, man. If I could <laughs> live in Pennsylvania, I would do that just for the shits and giggles of doing it because that would be awesome. You'd make so much money so quickly, especially if you put it at the base of the hill on either side. Oh, you'd be yeah, swimming no. in business every weekend. Shit, why oh. not just put it right across the street, buy a little couple <laughs> property from the, I mean, easy access, and, and you, you could you could charge a premium too. <laughs> you're not wrong and you could also like throw a convenience store on the other side of it guys we're giving away our in like we can't give this away this is a free podcast they got paid for this shit business class with four idiots okay come on jesus uh, this one's thirty dollars this one's thirty dollars <laughs> Uh, Especially because I said cunt earlier, so YouTube ain't paying us. Goddamn. They'll <laughs> <laughs> uh, give us our penny of revenue. Hey, that's what Instagram's for, man. We're up to what, 25 cents now, man? We're doing fucking good on there. In it. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to go buy a gumball with that? Hey, <laughs> only if it's pink. I only like the pink ones. Come on now. Nasty white ones. <laughs> Is it uh, too autistic of me to say they all taste the same? Yes. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's true. Minutes, they all taste the same. There's like a five minutes of flavor and it's gone. Yep. Well, that's how they uh, get you to buy more. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah. this is definitely a wheeling-related podcast. <laughs> I buy gum balls when I'm wheeling. I'm always chewing gums. Imagine having the whole gumball though it might get dangerous you didn't uh, do it yet. that is half of the excitement i don't know wheeling with curtis half of the excitement is waiting for the old people to stop fucking and for him to Wait. actually get up the obstacle oh my god <laughs> <laughs> I was just fucking making fun of him because he was so fucking slow going up shit at Roush. I just, I'm sorry that I just have to use the gas pedal. I don't have to romp on it. <laughs> I, I probably should more. I, I should use more of that. You got it, the big joints, those big U joints. I know. I'm just, like I have not found it's breaking <laughs> for other than the stuff in the transfer case falling apart constantly, but that's a different story. Um, I've not found something that like constantly breaks. You know what I mean? Like I haven't found its weak link. Like I'm pretty sure my rear axle shafts are twisted, but other than that, I haven't found no, anything that's way out there. For mine, it blows hubs. When it gets angry, it's like, nope, we're just gonna throw two hubs in one day. Yeah, that's yeah. Graham's that's Graham's life story right there. You guys need selectable lockers and 
drive flanges. Well, on the note of selectable lockers, I was looking into it. They're like 250 bucks for an OEM 10.5 electric locker. I'm half tempted to throw one of those in the rear of my XJ just for shits and giggles. I don't know if I would do that. I've not heard good things about those. I've heard that they break hey, really easily. It's all yeah, shits but and giggles until somebody giggles your shit. I mean, I guess if you want to ruin a wheeling trip for 250 bucks, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep the welded. Keep the welded it with you. Just probably. Yeah, I should <laughs> probably just keep the batteries. I should probably. 18 rod. Just fill her up. Hey, uh, or not Tessier, uh, Marvell showed that he can do that well. And I know, he, I know. He didn't That's have why a I mask. It. He just closed his eyes and was just burr until it worked. <laughs> Wait, he didn't even have a mask? He just closed no. his eyes? Yeah, he just closed, he put his hand over his That's eyes, awesome. put him over his face and just went burr and then looked. It was like, oh, okay, too hot. So they had to like, they had to take a little bit less of the jumper cable and kind of slide a little off or something. They did something weird to make it so it was less. They just went again and so it worked yep that's beautiful it worked i was right i tried that one time and we only had two car batteries it did not work whatsoever it, i was using some pretty thick 718 but i kept getting it where it just start and it just stop just start and stop start huh. and stop oh man oh, that maybe that's maybe that's what happened it wasn't enough and they had to use three yeah three. i like i like the uh i think it's 7013 rod old farmer's rod that shit's fucking stupidly easy to run with fucking yeah it just it will run on rust yeah well, so what's the last with... that the speed at which it hardens is that what it is um i, I think that that has to do with something a yeah, I forget what it is exactly, but I know the 7013 is a lot less of a giving a fuck rod than, say, the 7018. I used mm -hmm. 7018 when I welded the truss to the top of my axle. Gotcha. Um, with preheat and postheat. But if I were to do it again, I'm going to fucking just mig it. Seriously, everyone out there that is looking at doing the Super Duty swap, just fucking make it, preheat it, postheat it, fucking send it, it it's wrap not, it up. It's not cast iron. It's cast steel. As long as you get some preheat and some postheat or something to stop it from cooling super quick and you got a good weld correct, in there, yeah. you're, you're good. I mean, everybody thinks that you got to be super particular about it. But I've done, I've done, I've, oh, probably... Six axles now that I've welded on that I've welded on the cast and countless other projects and I hardly ever use pre and post heat on it. It's almost like with the MIG, if I do I normally what I'll do at work is, you're using if you're using like a rinky dink MIG, like okay. I have to preheat. Otherwise I don't even get any I get nothing. And I've never had luck with my welder at least, if I don't wrap it up and keep it from cooling too fast. I don't even need anything special. Like I usually just use like old bath towels. That's literally what I use. I just wrap a ton of them around, ratchet strap them down, and let them sit. Well, with Cody's axle, we use the. Uh, I've got a big ass turbo heater, and the thing got or we got the housing up to about 250 degrees by putting it about 12 inches in front of it, directly in line with it. When I welded his truss on. But I've got mm -hmm. a big MIG, so I just fucking crank the thing up and let her eat. 
No, and that's basically fine. what I did all the time is just crank it up to 24 volts. It's a nice Miller, crank it up, just burn it in. Most of the time, it's good enough. You'll know if it's not. <laughs> <laughs> then try it hotter if you have to. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of my theory. I'm just letting it go at this point in time. I'm going to fix what's going on with my cross member and send it for next season. It's going to be a good fucking season. Yeah, I can't wait to actually start wheeling again now that all the places are starting to open back up because for basically all throughout deer season around here, you can't wheel anywhere other than I think there's two like Michigan ORV areas around here and they're both on like the exact opposite of the side of the state. Well, Curtis, I don't know if you're going to be having that week of 4th of July off, but I'll be out in West Virginia if you want to um, meet up Driving and go wheeling country yeah well, let me let me see what's going on with that and i'll get back with you on that one i don't know any off-road parks out there but we could probably figure we, something well, out um we can go to the one that's out in gore and i know that there's several other ones out that way that we could probably go to i know quite a few people out there now out that direction sweet we should throw something together then I got to look at houses and shit, but yeah, well, should you be just fun. Sleep in the tent. Um, I'm probably going to have the female companionship and with the female companionship, there's no way that we are sleeping in tents unless it's for the active wheeling time. And then after that, we're going to need a hotel room because she's going to want to shower and clean up. No, I was thinking like moving into a tent. Oh, yeah, no, that ain't gonna happen. <laughs> no? Uh, I would be down to live in like a it. fucking tent, but, you know. You just buy an RV. You can't use a 3D printer to tent, though, so that might not work. Mm, true. <laughs> it might be hard to do the podcast from a tent, so maybe we'll scratch that idea. Yeah. <laughs> just go next to a coffee shop with good internet. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Yeah, don't get that Walmart connection for a podcast. It won't work well. <laughs> uh, no, it won't. But yeah, I'm still just excited for next season. It's gonna be awesome. Yeah, I can't so, wait to see what bullshit goes down. I gotta do some stuff though. I'm sad. Yeah. Now, do you think if they raided, uh, was Area 51 like they did the Capitol, they would have got in? Probably, uh, but <laughs> I feel like that's getting a little out there for a wheel and podcast. Well, no one else is saying something, so I had to just throw a little spice, you know? Ah, uh, yeah, they you're not wrong. <laughs> I think we should uh, cut it here. Anyone got any final <laughs> thoughts? Uh, yes, I do have one more. Uh, now, is Area 50 run, Area 51 the real thing, or is it in the mountain? Come on, we got it. It's in the mountain, know. let's be real. It's, it's in the mountain. <laughs> Anyone else or uh <laughs> wait, wait wait I got one more. I got one more. I found this okay. Back in the day, oh well this is real. This is this isn't random bullshit, okay? This is a real thing. Back uh... in the day, oval track racers used to use a tire liquid, if you will, called uh CTS. Now they used to use this because it would soften tires. Do you think it would work the same way with the DOT tire? To make it stickier, like a sticky, or do you think just, uh, is it a waste of time? Uh, there was actually a, 
I forget who it was, but there was one of the four-wheel drive magazines did one of the tests, and they used a set of pit bulls. They yep, said it worked literally... a little bit, but I don't think that they said it was, like, the same thing as a sticky, like, a 42 trap or a 40 red. Yeah, what they've... if I took the whole tire and just, like, submerged it in the stuff for, like, a week? I mean, I feel like eventually it would just melt away. Well, I mean, as they, as they used yeah, to do it back yeah. in the day, I guess they would wrap them in bags and then like fill the bag. So I think that's literally what they did was they just oh, okay. uh, tire softened it. And I guess on the uh, the article, they um, they just sprayed it with like a spray bottle. But I know all oh. y'all thought that that was some random bullshit I was going to come up with, not something serious. I know you guys are yeah, rolling your eyes. <laughs> um, I don't know. I might try it out. I'm going to see, you know, get these grabbers a little sticky, maybe. <laughs> And then we'll be watching the 760s just go flying off into the sunset. (laughs) How expensive is this stuff? (laughs) It is $6.95 a gallon. Wow. Okay. So just like pour a quart onto each wheel and Yep. That's that's what they said. They use about a a gallon for all four wheels and they did two coats of it and they let it sit. So maybe we'll give it a try. We'll do a little fun uh badlands and we'll see if it'll light on fire or something afterwards because fuck it <laughs> how cool would that be for a photo rolling across badlands just wheels on fire <laughs> all right and well on that note let's keep it uh rubber side down and dent side on up fire. preferably <laughs>